I hear you give the example, you you know, you look at the flower and you turn away and you say it's gone. I mean it's like each instance is like gone and it's, I don't know I, I don't know how to interpret that if if there's an interpretation needed. It's not that the flower is gone. It never came, but you became aware of it. And only what is registering in the consciousness is effectively a happening for you. It's like I gave the example the other night. I came out and I was looking up in the sky, it's full of stars. And I said, the thought came: if a shooting star fell and nobody saw it, will it have fallen? Because I've heard people say like this: no? Was there a, shoot, a shooting star that fell if nobody saw it? Actually, right then, something of <laughs> actually in this moment. Did it happen or not? No, effectively, you may have heard about it. It was not your experience. It's just an idea for you. The actuality of the perceiving of it did not take place except as thought for you. So it is just simple like that, I meant. You turn away from a thing unless it has some significance for you. Then there's no need for your consciousness and mind to retain it. So that's why I say it's gone. It's not hit, went somewhere. It's just it's not in your consciousness. Thankfully, thankfully, your eyes can gaze over everything on this table without putting any of it inside yourself. In terms of you know, yeah, I remember that this thing was right there between the pepper and the salt. Of what significance? It doesn't record. Although your eyes see. It's not working with the mind to try and work out some importance about it, so it doesn't register as as experience. That's all that I meant by that. Whatever appears inside the consciousness appears for for a time, and then it it leaves from from the mind, from from memory, or from perception, like this. Something is there that cannot leave because it didn't come also, it's just there. Comings and goings happen after that because it is in that and from there that comings and goings are perceived. What is this? I don't want to talk about this as though we're talking about some other thing somewhere. It's it's this conversation is taking place in it. Understanding and perception, everything is occurring in it. Sense of you and me, today, tomorrow, time, star, moon, conversations, all of these are just thoughts and energy of thought, and memory, ideas appearing in it. What is it? What is it that will understand this? Where who will receive that understanding? When even the receiver of the understanding arises in it, it's like mystery. Is it not it itself? Everything must report to that, come back to that. It doesn't grow bigger with things returning, or smaller when things leave. Things leaving and returning have no significance for it, only in the mind. In the, in the fluid consciousness, 
this kind of sensation can be felt and that oh yeah this matters and oh yeah you mean it came no no but to the pure being to pure self to pure self being space like but not space more subtle than space because even space is perceived in it who is perceiving space it cannot be even said it is it exactly that is perceiving space but the perceiving of space occur in it and and to it but what interest does it have in space so it must create out of itself an intellect or an intelligence that can appreciate quality but it itself the most close one can say is its space like because of all words perhaps space like or empty is the most clean pure it evokes a kind of almost a non quality therefore it is referred to as the qualityless quality How can it be known? To know something, it must have some properties, some quality. Then you can say, yes, it's clear, it's round, it's heavy, or something like this. It's got a design. But it has no design, no weight, no size, no time, no image. But images are formed and are perceived in it. Of all that is knowable, the sensation I is the most subtle, the most valued, because without I, nothing else can be perceived, because it is to the I that it is perceived, the I sense, the I me, the I as existence. Therefore, it is said that the I is the firstborn, meaning that the first appearing out of that. The first evidence, the feeling of being, appears out of that apparent non-being, that which is before being and non-being, arose the feeling I, and from the feeling I, then other could come, secondary. Then the one who is perceiving even I, and I'm not talking about the I as me, the I is time, the I is conditioning, but the I which is the perceiver of conditioning, which is beyond quality itself, and whose fragrance is peace and joy. There is one who perceives even this one, the I which doesn't have parents, has no children, has no second, has no other, has no gender, but still is linked with time the sense I am. It is almost like a link or a bridge between timelessness and timefulness. It is in time because it is not continuous. In the state of deep sleep, it is not present. In the state of dreaming sleep, it is present but not continuous. It is not resembling the same as the one who is the waking I. So, it is said that is not the ultimate. 
there is the possibility of the perceiving of I, then when I is itself perceived phenomenally, who can the perceiver be? When the consciousness is no longer fascinated by or attached to any particular quality or phenomena, and is just only consciousness, and consciousness is aware of consciousness of, we must look inside somehow, whatever insideness means. While language still has a taste, we must look inside, contemplate this thing over and over again to see if what is, if what is can be discerned somehow, can be felt. With what instrument can it be felt? What it can be aware of what is except itself. But it has to move out of that intellectual evidence. Then a point comes like now for me and say, okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. I don't want to go further. The beingness is singing a little song in those words. But it doesn't have to sing that. Its singing doesn't mean anything. Maybe it is singing to itself in its aspect as as time and form. As a song of emptiness. It is quite something else when an encounter or interaction is not a teaching, is not a giving, particularly a pointing, perhaps. When at the end you have not, you don't have a collection to show, but something is undone, undressed, maybe brought back into its pure state of emptiness, an undecaying state. And strange that we should call it knowledge. A knowledge without evidence. When you are the evidence, not what you have. When you are the treasure, not what you keep. It's like reading a few words from a book, comprehending them, but leaving them right there on the page, not taking anything with you. And still somehow a fragrance is smelt, but there's no attempt to keep. Because there's no there's no searching for enlargement, there's no searching for improvement, there's not searching for that. There's just uh, what it truly is, a moment of perception. We don't always have to try and build a house out of concepts. It has been found that being free of conceptual attachment, because concepts you may always use, there's no harm in them. But when somehow the sense of one's own being is shaped out of concepts, and there's a loyalty to those concepts, then a stagnation begins to gather around. And yet, when the sense of self, of this tangible, rigid, objective, concrete self, is dissolving, fear comes. Can this fear be? Can it be born? Can it? Can it? Can you bear it? This fear. Or does it cause some hesitation and a kind of stopping? 
which is our soul, imagined. It seems to me the highest knowledge is to forget about the mind. So then there is not knowledge, there is probably knowingness. But what is there to know? The ability to perceive is there, but it is not a collection. I want to ask something. In being here, many of you for some time now, being exposed and put in front of you this understanding, invited into this understanding, into this introspection, hmm? is it a good thing or not? Yes. Because it has to be clear. Because there is some change changing around of things in the way in which we perceive. If we are flesh and blood and water and conditioning, then your life is already charted out. You will go in a certain way. And it's almost like you cannot step out of the groove or the momentum of that flow. If and when you are the Self, that flow is almost insignificant. Because you have found that which is immutable, untouched, unchangeable, ever pure. And the switch is like that. A shift of attention, I don't know what it is. Understanding, a change in understanding or something happened. The gradual transformation is the most appealing. Perhaps the most uh, sober, most trusted, because it seems to be opposite to excitement and just emotional emotional uh, discovery. But for the one who sees, it is irrelevant. The seeing happens in an instant. Each time it is an instant, and that instant is the key to timelessness. In the state of conditioning, we are in some way programmed to to strive in a certain way, time-tested ways, but only within the groove of a human conditioning to grow and to examine and to have control and to make decisions and to take responsibility and account and all of these things. And it must work, because it's the most popular. But then comes along one who says, It's all dream. None of it is true. And you are not that. You're just imagining that. So something must be inside to respond to that, to the extent or the depth wherein it is seen with sparkling clarity that but it is true. It can't be this. It's obvious in one way, but it's only obvious when it's obvious. And not obvious when it's not. So how does it come to that obvious recognition?
this I cannot say. It is a kind of ripening, perhaps you can use words like that. But is it a ripening of the self? It must be a ripening of that which can ripen, because the self cannot ripen. So the only thing that can ripen must be that which belongs to the time of change, to the to the realm of change and time. And that is mind, concept, ideas. That is. Sometimes I have this crazy thought that I could just open you up and look inside and see how much of you is left inside. To scrape it out from the inside. A kind of taxidermy under identity. Like you're scraped out, there's not even any organs in there. Only the organ of space. Then it will be space looking through your eyes, tasting through the tongue, feeling through the body, listening through the ears, tasting through the mouth, smelling through the nose. Then who will go to heaven or hell if you are scooped out? And who is up for this scooping? I found myself saying that there are some beings here now who it seems like like a snake that is losing its old skin. Now it's coming out fresh and shiny, but it's still got some old skin dangling around its waist. And This snake has no hands. It has to find a narrow place, like between two very close trees, and squeeze through them to remove that old skin. And this old skin keeps it tied to the past. The old skin is, I am this kind of person. What's going to happen if I lose this skin? Where is my history, my lineage? Nobody in this world has to understand you. It is not a responsibility you have, that your life should make sense to anybody else. No one in the world can know you, because you are not merely an object. And even if you were the ego, still nobody can know you. Because even as ego, you are like an ever-changing self-portrait. And what is to be said about the Absolute? This silence does not belong to anybody. It is no one's property. It is nobody's skill. It is not personal. It is not fragile. It is not delicate. It doesn't need protection. It cannot be kept. If you feel in a kind of what you may call an abstract state, I know if what that is. Some people say feel like an abstract state, meaning that uh, the mind doesn't know. Basically, 
So this apparent knowing or non-knowing is also something perceivable. Mm. It's also phenomenal. You are not that. Mm. Perhaps the the challenging word is you to say you are not that. And so when he said you are not that, this you has got history with it. But the you I speak about is not with history. Let's say you are not that. I don't mean the historical one or the hysterical one. This you is the the you less you, the you without you. It means the self. The self is not far away and it's never near. It's neither near nor far. All these concepts belong to the mind. They are complete fraud. Nothing like that exists. Or they are secondary. 